And we work very closely with our engineers, um, our product owners, and we follow our documentation lifecycle follows the development lifecycle. So throughout the development lifecycle, there's key milestones, um, and we call them uh, scope lock, code complete, and release ready. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world, and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Jamie Roddy, Manager of Technical Communications at Sabre Corporation. Hi, uh, welcome, Jamie, to the Knowledge Based Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. Super. Thank you, Jamie, for joining with us. Uh, I know you've got lots to share with us today. So let's just get started with uh, a little bit more introduction about yourself and how did you get into documentation? Um, sure. So... A little bit about myself is, uh, as you said, for a career perspective, I manage a team of technical writers. Um, there's 16 total technical writers on my team um, with a global presence. So we're in U.S., um, India, Europe, um, which is really awesome to be able to work with with such a variety of global um, team members. And then how I got into documentation. This is probably a pretty common story, but I was in university. I'm getting my undergrad. Well, I got my undergrad in um, in language, composition, and literature. So I love to read. Huge, huge, avid reader. Um, and that's what I was most interested in. So in writing, I've always loved to, to write, to journal or creative writing. Uh, so that's what I focused on in my undergraduate degree, um, but graduated with a degree in literature and language composition and didn't really know exactly where I was going to take that degree. And my father happened to work at uh, a Fujitsu, which is a, a company mm -hmm. that that at that time he was helping to actually build um, the, the hardware from Fujitsu and they had hired a technical writer so I met my dad for, for lunch and he mentioned to me, he said, Hey, have you, have you thought about technical writing? And at that time I was not very familiar with it. Um, he wasn't very familiar with it. So I mm -hmm. um, came back from, from lunch and he introduced me to the technical writer that was there on site. And we ended up, you know, just talking for 15, 20 minutes. And it sounded like something that um, I could utilize my passion for writing for, uh, my, my passion for language. Um, so going back to my university, discovered that they had a graduate level program dedicated mm -hmm. to technical communications. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I got into the, the graduate program and um, have my, my master's in technical communications from the University of North Texas, uh, which is an amazing university with a great tech comm program. Just throwing in a little, a little about <laughs> my, my alma mater. Uh, and then from there, I interviewed at Sabre for an intern position. Um, I did not get the intern position, but they did call me back a couple of weeks later and offered me a full-time position, which was wonderful and 
I've been with Sabre ever since. Uh, started at Sabre as, um, you know, just entry level and then through the years have, have moved up into a management role. Fantastic. So I think uh, we should definitely mention this about 13 plus years uh, with Sabre, correct? Correct. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's quite a lot of time, uh, you know, to um, uh, to be in an organization so that that's really good. So I think you should be able to help me with this question very easily. So documentation process at Sabre, you did mention that you started at a, a low level, but then with, with uh, your dedication and uh, commitment, you grew to where you are currently. So, so first of all, congratulations for that, uh, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> so and now can you help me with what is the documentation process that you follow at Sabre, please? Um, sure. So it really aligns with our development lifecycle. We, we're a software company. We're a travel software company. Um, so the technical writers on my team support our software products. And we work very closely with our engineers, um, our product owners, and we follow our documentation lifecycle follows the development lifecycle. So throughout the development lifecycle, there's key milestones, um, and we call them uh, scope lock, code complete, and release ready. Where scope lock is, we've defined what new features are going into the release Code complete is when development has, has finished the coding and it goes on to customer testing. And then we have release ready when we release the product um, to, our, to our customers. So our documentation lifecycle follows that, meaning that at scope lock, technical writers are gathering information. We're understanding what features are going into the new release. If there's any bug fixes that will be um, fixed, we're working closely with developers as they're doing that development, um, documenting as much as we can from that scope lock to that code complete um, phase. And then final touches come once we have finished our customer testing and are moving to release ready. Um, and then we do have a, when the, the product is released, it goes through a very rigorous uh, gate review process mm -hmm. and documentation is part of that review process. So we do ask products if they have um, the minimum required documents for that release um, and it's a go, no go decision from there um it's 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 always a go thankfully it's always a go for, for documentation um but yeah i hope that helps that's we just we really try to align to the development life cycle um and create our documentation as we're moving through there and we we typically create um release notes user guides um and online helps are the main document types that technical writers focus on Fantastic. So with the, all these processes in place, um, how do you manage your documentation workflow and especially to be on time? Yeah, uh, it's a, that's a really good question. Honestly, I, it's, it's, there's a lot of responsibility for the individual technical writer. Um, so I, as a manager, and gathering release dates, understanding when those those milestones are, when the key deliverables will be. Mm -hmm. um, but I have an amazing team of technical writers that work very well independently, um, also are, are great with collaboration and working together. But I really leave it to the individual technical writers to determine what their production schedule will look like to meet their deliverables. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the individual technical writers have a lot of, of ownership in meeting those deadlines. Um, and then we, we just, we just track the, the status of our documentation as we're going through the documentation life cycle that aligns with the development life cycle. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, absolutely. That That's great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think uh, you did mention a lot about your team and uh, giving individual responsibilities to the team. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your uh, reporting structure, um, because I know you're a manager and you manage the team, but um, maybe you can help me understand how big is your team, how many teams are there, and how do you report on your documentation? Sure. So how we report on our documentation? Um, it's it's mainly based on that final gate review for a product um, as it's going through that internal gate review where there's several different stakeholders that are are, are saying go, no go based on certain criteria. Um, we have documentation in that gate where we discuss the documentation. We make sure all of our minimum required documents are created and, and published. Um, so that's how we report on it to in, internally um, is, is people can see the reports that are generated from that release uh, readiness gate review. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as far as our, our structure within the, the company, I, I definitely have a boss who has a boss who has a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and we report into um, really the development engineering side of, of the company. Um, but again, we, we, with our specialization of technical communications, um, again, even within my, my own team, uh, we have a lot of, a lot of freedom to, to determine what should be our best practices or processes, um, et cetera. Okay, super. Uh, Now, again, uh, we know that you're responsible for recruiting and training technical writers from around the world. Uh, So when recruiting someone, what uh, traits do you tend to uh, gravitate towards? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) 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 And right off the top of my head, it's the, it's the, the little things are actually the big things, you know, like, did you join the interview on time? Um, did you do research on the company before the interview? Are you asking me questions about this role? And um, are you are you engaged? Are you curious about why you're in this interview? What, what your future will look like in this role? Um, I really appreciate it when candidates come prepared to interviews with questions to ask me. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much, very much appreciate that. Uh, I encourage anyone who is looking for um, a, a technical writing role uh, to have a portfolio of some type. Uh, a lot of times I'll ask for writing samples and, and people will say, I, I can't give it to you because they're all internal documents from my previous jobs. And I completely understand that. But at the same time, I, I encourage folks to you can go ahead and write a, a user manual on how to brew coffee. You know, it doesn't have to be something that is from your, your, your mm-hmm. past jobs. Um, so I encourage people to just 
take some time and, and, and create some content on your own related to anything you're interested in. For me, example, I, I, I like gardening. Um, so I have little quick start guides on gardening that I could use as a, as a writing example. So it doesn't have to be from the company. Um, but I do encourage people to, to build up some kind of portfolio. So when you are in the interview, um, you can offer to give that. <laughs> if somebody offered to give me their portfolio, that's just a, that's just a gold star. That's a bonus. <laughs> Fantastic. Super. Um, so I know uh, you manage and administer um, a success factors LMS, right? Learning management system um, for both internal and external audiences. Correct. Yeah. So can you give me some key differences between the training that you provide to the internal and external audiences? Sure. Um, our internal training that I've had experience with is, mm -hmm. is more geared towards high overview of the products. So not that we're training uh, the, the developers or the product owners that, that are very close to those products. They, they know them inside and out. But for uh, people across the organization that might not have experience with these products. So we do have a, we have a, we have a robust portfolio of products um, within my company. So it's really just, you know, overviews of the, the products, what they are, how to find out more information. Uh, we've done uh, training, uh, soft skills training, uh, presentations, uh, effective communication type training for, for our internal audience. And then for our external audiences, uh, that training is very specific to a developed training program for our customers. So we, we customize, the training team customizes trainings um, for our customers, and then we utilize the LMS for those customers to be able to access any training modules that are online, um, receive certification after completing uh, whatever that criteria might be. Uh, so it's 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 more formal for our external audiences because it, it follows a, a, a well-defined training plan. And then for our internal audience, it's, it's more FYI. It's, it's more here. You can, you can learn more information about these, these products if you are interested in doing so. Mm -hmm. Super. That's great. Uh, so I think uh, we spoke a lot about uh, training and uh, recruiting new people. So so I think it is very, uh, I thought it's a good, a good uh, points to ask you. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about uh, documentation. Um, um, uh, Jamie, sorry. So in your opinion, what has been the most important innovation when it comes to document tracking? Um, so it can be during the entire career, career uh, that you have. Um, what did you find as the most important innovation? Uh, software, <laughs> Madcap Flare. Uh, <laughs> um, really, when I when I when I came into this uh, this field, there was still a lot of of heavy use with uh, Microsoft Word and, and trying to get Microsoft Word to to do um, to do things that it, it can do. It was just laborious at the time to to have it done, and and then discovering Madcap Flare, which, as most people are going to know, 
it's a it's a tool that allows you to do topic-based authoring and single sourcing content into multiple different outputs such as PDF, HTML. So the, the when we implemented and started using um, Flare, mm-hmm. that was a game changer. That was a game changer because now we can we can easily repurpose this content. We can we can uh, create our own cascading style sheets to control the look of, of our outputs. It was that was a that was a game changer. So really, just utilizing utilizing software. I mean having software work for you. Um, anywhere we can, we can get that help. I'm, I encourage it where <laughs> we can write it once and repurpose it multiple times. Let's, let's do that. So yeah, I would, I would say software. Fantastic. Super. So I think let's move on to our rapid fire round uh, now, Jenny. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Now you did mention your family. But uh, yeah, please feel free to name anybody else you would like to highlight here. Uh, I'm gonna say my my team, my my team, the people I've had the the honor of working with um, within my my team at the company. I learn I learn from them all the time. Um, I admittedly do not know everything <laughs> and rely on them often. Um, they're they're great at coming up with with new ideas. Hey, I heard this. Could we possibly start implementing this? Um, so really, the the team of tech writers that I I have currently work with and have had the pleasure to work with. And then I, I would be remiss if I didn't also point out um, the University of North Texas, their technical communications department, and their faculty um, taught me a lot. And continue to teach me a lot. I'm, I'm part of their advisory board, um, the UNT Techcom advisory board, and I, I still am learning from, from that program. Super. So in terms of any documentation-related resources, uh, will you be able to um, highlight any anything that, you, that impressed you recently? Uh, you know, I'm really enjoying the podcast <laughs> are coming out. So, I mean, this might sound cheesy, but re-listening to the podcast that you have done, I've 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 listened to several of them. They're very enjoyable. They're not boring tech writer podcast. Um, Grammar Girl is a podcast that I listen to. So I, I like the idea of, of uh, you know, you're you're in your car and you you want to learn something, you, you put on a podcast. I'm really, I'm really enjoying the, the tech con podcast. Super. Thank you. And of course, thank you to all the guests that we've been having in this series now. Yeah, and I'm sure great. yours is going to be another great experience to our audience too. So <laughs> thank you. All right. My last question, and uh, then you're good to go. What is that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? This is a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does. Yeah. When I saw this, I was like, what would I, um, you know, it's not necessarily related to documentation, but more related to just career paths and journeys is to, to take advantage of, of opportunities. I've, I've had the pleasure of, of working with several, um, my company is great because we have numerous employee resource groups, um, which is wonderful. And 
just really interacting with those employee resource groups um, have opened so many doors. It's allowed me to network with with people I wouldn't on a day-to-day basis. So really taking advantage of opportunities that that come around. Um, when I was asked to, to sit on the University of North Texas Technical Communication Advisory Board, I was really nervous at first about, you know, will I have anything to bring to the table? Um, and it's turned out to be an amazing network opportunity for me. So really just, you know, try not to be so afraid, um, be open to, to opportunities, uh, take advantage of, of, of virtual coffees or, or just asking somebody to go have a cup of coffee with you and asking them, what is it you like about your job? Um, getting to know people and expanding that network. So yeah, being open to opportunities, joining, joining employee resource groups, joining, joining just groups period and expanding the network. So I know that's not necessarily related to documentation, but those are things that I feel have had an impact. That's absolutely career. fine, uh, Jamie. That's that's no problem. So, fantastic. So, anything I missed to ask you today that you would like to share with our audiences? I don't think so. Just I thank you for for what you're doing and and making this accessible for for people. Thank you. Thank you're you. You're doing to a great you job. Too. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I think, Jamie, they, that's that's great to have you today. And uh, uh, I know we spoke about a lot of things that uh, we don't normally hear from other uh, other people. Uh, so I hope it was uh, useful to you too. So have a good day and uh, good luck with all your future projects. Uh, thank you very much. You have a good day too. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.